You're listening to Sex in Iceland with me, your host, Sigurdur, an Icelandic sexologist. It's raining cats and dogs. I don't think it has ever in the history of humankind rained cats and dogs. I know it's rained frogs and I think fish. But why do they say it's raining cats and dogs? I've never understood that. Anyway, here I am driving from Sjöðarkrókur to Varmarhlíð in the northeast of Iceland. There is a storm a-brewing, there's a storm coming in, and it's said to have crazy winds and a lot of rain. And possibly rain will turn into hail. But mind you, as long as it's not sleet, a lot of snow or ice, I'm, I think I'm going to be fine. So <clears throat> I've been thinking a lot about um, sex toys, in sp- like specifically um, robots, like sex robots, fembots, if you will. Because I mean, this, the the data tells us that for every ten every for every ten dolls that are sold, sex dolls, nine of them are so like female dolls, and for male buyers, and there's like a one male doll for every nine female dolls that's sold and I think the male doll is usually also sold to a male buyer so I've been thinking about this and some people are like well women wouldn't buy a male doll because you know duh they want intimacy they want feelings they want to be able to cuddle they want more from sex I'm going to dismiss that claim I am some might want that and Some might want that for some period of their life, but not all the time, I think. And also, I mean, we see how um, women's sexuality has been policed throughout the centuries. And I think women are fed and told that they should not have sex without feelings. And I think it's going to take a long time for women to both acknowledge, sorry, acknowledge and respect that they might be able to have sex without feelings but I think there's an element of slut shame that also plays into that it's like you know don't have sex with too many because there's the one out there and you're supposed to be saving yourself and the myth of the virginity comes into play and it's just a hot mess so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with that one I think that women can have sex without necessarily wanting feelings and we can see like who are the biggest buyers of sex sex toys and who does the market cater for vulvas Mm -hmm. big time but if you think about sex toys as well you know the model used to be this phallic dildo like you know shove something in which was you know phallocentric and maybe also stemming from the fact that it was mostly men making sex toys for women and men have been told for centuries that something needs to be stuck into the women for them to enjoy pleasure but now we know better fortunately well we've always known better but we weren't allowed to say so except maybe for one to one another when we were giggling in our little dinner and evening clubs or sewing meetups or whatever but so anyway So I've been thinking about this, and they're saying, okay, so a woman wouldn't want this huge male flesh doll, and they want a real relationship, and some people are also saying, well, it's so easy for women to find men, it's easier for um, women to find men than it is for men to find women, and I'm not totally agreeing with that, because we have various data from various countries that says that it's actually quite hard for women to find men, 
um, at least if they want the relationship factor. So, okay, let's back up a little bit. I went ahead of myself. So if we're saying, let's just talk about the sex robots. So if we're saying that you could categorize sex robots into two categories. So one category would be just sex toy, just something to have sex with. And another category would be um, a relationship, like not replacement, but like a partner, yeah. So there are people who um, have sex robots and view them as their partner and are very fond of them. And sometimes they are a partner, sometimes they are a substitute for a partner. And those people might have sex with those dolls, but they also often view them as something more, as something bigger, something like an intrinsic part of their life. And yes, just like you would view a partner. But... And some say that they are a substitute for a partner, like they would like to get a real-life partner, but that they can't seem to find anybody, or that they're lacking social skills. So they have all these different kinds of uh, reasons for wanting a sex toy to be, or not, sorry, sex robot, to be their partner. But some people are just like, okay, I, I like that person for that person's, mm, what are we going to say, personality, even though at this point in technology... The robot doesn't really have a personality. You're going to have to make one up. But that's coming, people. That's coming in the real near future. AI and sex bots. So actually your sex bot is going to be able to um, tap into the cloud. And they will know your friends. They will know your emails. Your banter on Facebook Messenger, Instagram. Your private messages. So they can actually like build a relationship with you. And they're going to learn to have these conversations like hi Steve what do you want for dinner tonight all right I thought you were fancying hamburgers as we had pizza last night but okay and this technology is already here it's not been placed in all the sex spots and it's super expensive and it's still in development but you can totally find it online and see these videos and it's super interesting super interesting so okay so we have sex spots that are partners let's just leave it at that okay and then you have sex bots who are just for sex. So you might have another partner, or you know, a real life person partner, or you might not want a partner, or you just view them as like a sex toy. Here's the interesting facet. So I've been following this sex bot thing for quite a few years now, and I've been following the development and how you can customize them and how you can, what you can do with them and how. And here's my big thing. So. Especially if you're if, if you're looking to tap into the female market. So right now, I think it's a really male-centric market, and there are these. You know, you can I think control the boob size and you can control the waist and yada yada yada. But they do look really, they they do look kind of similar. You know, big boobs, small waist, and all the rest. So here's my thought: if they wanted to tap into the women market, um, I think they needed to open themselves up to the idea that a woman might want to part purchase like a female looking bot because I don't know some of the male bots it's not that they're unattractive well I don't think they're that attractive but I think because um, you have all these triggers you have all this history you have all this me too <clears throat> so for a woman to buy a male sex bot it might be, you know, like, I'm going to get my... Now I'm going to get my revenge on you or something. Like, I'm going to get my frustrations out on this sex bot and I'm going to hump you like crazy. But I think the sex bots, especially if they're male, I think they come attached with a penis. I, I don't... I think you can um, you can choose the penis and you might be able to change out the penises. But here's my whole thing. 
I think the sex bots, whether they are male or female looking, I think that they need to have interchangeable genitals. So <clears throat> I think you, if you have like a female looking doll, I think you need to be able to attach a penis to said doll. Mm -hmm. Yep, bear with me here. Because I think for some, and we know that from porn that it's a certain kind of fantasy, but also I think for some who really enjoy the penis, they might enjoy the fantasy of having it with a woman or, you know, a female-looking doll, but also it might be some sort of safety element. I don't know, if they're triggered by men or a, a male-looking doll, it might be like, okay, I feel safe with this female-looking doll, which I designed, and I also like, you know, having a phallic into me. So I want to be able to attach that to this doll. And I also think that for some, it would be interesting. Oh, nice church, cute. I really want to go here. I've never been here, but I always say when I drive past here, I wouldn't go here. It has these old-looking Icelandic houses as well. Glumbær, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I need to go there. I'm going to do it this summer when the weather's not crazy. Anyway, so I think also this needs to work for the female, for the male-looking bots. I think they should not just come attached with a penis. I think you should be able to place a vulva on there as well, you know, just to fulfill people's all sorts of fantasies. But also, here's one thing. I think you need to think about not making it like a penis penis or like a vulva vulva, like a traditional looking or whatever. I know that they have all these ruffles inside or bumps and that's supposed to enhance your sensation if you're placing your penis inside the, you know, it's like um, it's like a, the muffin or what is it called? The flashlight, yeah. It has all these ridges inside and it's, it's thought for uh, humping. But what if, what if, what if? What if we had, um, in the genital area, never mind if it's male looking or female looking, what if we had in the genital area, like some of the most popular sex toys that we've seen are very big on the market. So say like, okay, I know, I know the womanizer is big. So say like that, say that the vulva, you, had, you could place a vulva on there and it had like this suction element and it had like this vibration or it had like this, you know, the, um, if it had like a kneading of the back, you know, kind of like um, the thing that you can, the chairs that you can sit in in a massage parlor or when you're getting your nails done or something, if it had that kind of element. So if you were, say you were scissoring or say you just, I don't know what you wanted to do, but if it had all these different functions, I think that would be super interesting, super interesting. And also, I know that now the um, dolls can war are warm, or <clears throat> I don't know if that's technology that's on its way, but I, th I think it's here. So the dolls are not just like cold silicone flesh, but they are now at like, I don't know if it's exactly body temperature, but I know that they're warm, okay? And I'm also wondering this with different functions for, um, for the mouth, because now we have like blowjob machines that you can get, and I'm guessing you can place that in the mouth as well, the mouthpiece, but that would might also, also, I guess, function well for the vulva. But I'm also thinking, okay, what if this section tongue thing were designed for like the anus or the vulva in mind? So you could you can have the function on the gentle area, or even on the butt area, or you could have it on in the mouth. So this is my whole thing. I think it'd be, but also they're super expensive. I mean, that does come into play. <clears throat> but I think it would be really expensive, really interesting if we had this 
varied um, options, all these options for making and buying these dolls that you could customize them like even further so they would totally fit your criteria. Like they've probably gotten some requests at those sex bot factories, but I think you know we know that sex toys, a owning a sex toy amongst at least Volvo havers is very common and it's it's quite ordinary actually. And it's like yeah, you have a sex toy. So what else is new? You know they're making all these different TV series about it, and it's like people, you know, hello, old ladies making vibes and selling them. I love that show. I love 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 them. Jane Fonda, it's amazing. And so is Tomlin, but I'm just saying, I love these girls. Frankie and, um, oh my god, I forgot the name. Okay, tractor, tractor, turning. Hate when the tractors take up all the road, but mind you, I am in the country, I am in their part of the, their neck of the woods. What, Frankie and, how could I forget? I love this show, I've watched all of the episodes. Anyway, it's gonna come to me. So, what I'm thinking is, what if, I mean, because what's the factor of having this doll? Why would not just have the vibrator? It might actually be very interesting to have this warm, cuddly thing that you can just like lay on top of. Like now they're doing all these, um, these pillows, these sleep pillows, which are like the pregnancy pillows, the huge ones, which you can put behind your, or be, um, between your legs and you can, you know, lay your hands on and it, it's supposed to be ergonomically better or something, I don't know. I don't know the word. But what if sex sex doll were that? What if the sex doll were your pillow, okay? But you could also have sex with it. What if it has this AI and you could also chat with it? Will you be able to distinguish between reality and science? Will you want to? Do we need to? There's all these interesting dilemmas into the sex bot discussion and I love it. I love when we have a hot potato and we need to figure it out. And now you have even ethicists who are saying, okay, sex bots are dangerous, they should not have AI, they're going to contribute to violence against women, and it's like degenerative for mankind to do this. Which is interesting as well, you know, that train of thought. But then you also have um, some schools of thought who say, okay, well, this might actually reduce violence against women because then they have an outlet for it. I'm not sure about that, that one. Like, we don't know. The science is not in. But I know that from the psychology point of view, it's, oh my God, I'm driving past the school. Sika. Forgot to turn. Okay, let me figure out. I think I can do a U-turn here. I think I was supposed to turn up there. Ah, damn you, you little navigation thing. Didn't tell me anything. Um, yeah, so that's the thing as well. I'm an hour ahead of time. Well, it's fine. I'll just sit in my car and have a chat with you guys. Um, so that's my thing as well, is um, we don't know that data isn't in, but we know that a brothel opened in Paris, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, with um, sex bots, and they had to shut it down because not only were the sex bot just like we i don't know if we can use the word violated i guess we can but not only were they just like violated they were just like they were destroyed it was like anger murder death kill which is very scary and yeah like i was saying before i realized that i was driving past the school i'm supposed to be go lecture go lecturing um oh sorry buddy. um they were saying that um yeah there's this from the universities 
there's enough universe. I'm sorry, I'm reading what's on this building. They were saying that, is this a school or is it a hotel? That the old school of thought, where they thought that if you punched, like if somebody was aggressive and you gave them a punching back, that they would then release their aggressions and that then they would be fine. Or, you know, they'd be like, okay, I got an outlet for my aggression and now it's all out of my system and now I'm fine. But actually, what I've been reading is that isn't entirely correct. And it isn't, I mean, it's always good to get your frustrations out. Don't um, misunderstand me regarding that. But it isn't entirely correct that just punching a pillow <clears throat> or beating up some boxing equipment or whatever is going to help you be less aggressive. And <clears throat> I would need to look up the science for this, but it, it was an interesting article. So what are we going to do? What do we think? What do we feel? Is it okay to have a sex spot as a part of your relationship? Is it cheating? <clears throat> Is it cheating if the sex spot has AI? Is it just another sex toy? Or is it creepy because it has like a face? Is it creepy because you can customize it? And I know for some sex toys, you can actually um, send a person's picture and they will replicate that person like facial features and and is, is that okay do we want that is that going beyond what we accept is acceptable for sex toys there are all these ethical questions and I just it's such an interesting time to um be thinking about these things and trying to figure it out and there's no one answer I think it's going to take us time uh, but they're saying now at least some ethicists are saying wait, let's pause a moment, and I don't think we should do this, I don't think we should be developing this, this is going to get us into trouble. Well, and I agree, there's one area that we definitely need to tread very lightly, and I'm not sure we want to tread there at all, and it, I, I'll admit, it does give me the creeps. That's when you can um, make a doll from, from like a childlike doll. I don't think there's any science out there that this is a substitute for pedophiles and does it increase or does it decrease your urges i i don't know i don't know because from what i know about pedophilia there's a lot more that goes into play than just an attraction to children there's the whole um the whole game of i don't know deceit and seduction and the mind fuck and it's just so i, I don't think a doll will do that for you um and I don't know, I, I guess I'm wondering, you know, I, yeah, I'm hesitant about it. I just, I feel it kind of pricks me a weird way, but the science isn't in, that's the thing. And we have a hard time, like, how are we going to research this? How are we going to be like, because if you interview, say, like, I, I, say, I saw this one documentary with guys who have um, quite a few sex spots. Some have only one, but some have a few. And they were saying, this is my partner, and they were saying all these yada, yada, yada. But then again, they were like, but I, of course I would like a real-life partner, but I'm scared of rejection. It's hard to go dating. There's nobody out there for me. Who can I find? So in that instance, you're kind of wondering, okay, is it, you know, the ball from um, the Tom Hanks movie? What was his name again? Oh, I'm really bad with names today. When he goes, it's not Jason, but he's like, Jason! 
Jason, but I know it's not Jason. Now you're screaming. I do this myself when I hear some podcasts or something on the radio. They're like, what's the name? What's the name? And you're going, it's this name for God's sakes. And sometimes I'm even like, why don't people Google it? But it's, it's kind of fun for you. Now you get to Google it. But I'm kind of wondering, will we always, because we need companionship and and we, we know this, will we always turn inanimate objects into companions? And even, you know, we do this with our animals. We project our human feelings, emotions and thoughts onto our animals. I think it's, anim- what is it, animomorphism, zoomorphism? Don't, I don't remember. But anyway, we do this. We do this all the time. So, like, why would sex spots be different? And are they a substitute for real human contact? I think history would tell us no. I mean, we've been we've been using sex toys for a long time, but that's between the that's often the distinction to, between masturbation and then having sex with another person, which is another thing that I think goes into this. So, sex isn't just sex. Sometimes sex is intimacy. Sometimes it's love. Sometimes it's frustration. Sometimes it's communication. Well, I hope you have communication in most of your sex. But sometimes, you know, as as with solo sex, like with masturbation. It's just about you, and sometimes it's about orgasming, sometimes it's just about getting your frustrations out, sometimes it's about relieving stress, sometimes it's just about, you know, you're bored or whatever. So do we need to think about sex bots as like this masturbatory thing where you're like, okay, I just want to have sex by myself, and this is my way to have sex with myself? Because when we're having sex with another person, is it fair for us to not be considered of the other person's I don't know, feelings and longings, because, you know, if we have sex with another person, it's never going to be just about us. We need to take another person into consideration. And that's why sex with another person is all this back and forth, this um, dynamic, this discussion, this what do you want, what do I want, how does this feel, does it feel good? It's just a totally different dynamic. So I'm wondering if we're talking about the sex spots. Can you hear the rain? It's really crazy out here. So if we're talking about the sex spots, are we taking the dialogue and the conversation in a wrong direction or is it is it is the direction we're taking it not helpful or can ai and a warm silicone body replace human interaction because they're programmed um quote unquote better than real people because they might be programmed without triggers baggage um, and you don't have a fear of rejection not that they will be a clone of you and agree with everything they might be able to argue with you but still it's going to be somebody who is almost programmed to know your likes and dislikes and respond to that is it going to give us an unrealistic view of other people unrealistic um, expectations of other people are we going to be further removed from human contact with others because we are just disillusioned disillusioned or we're so upset by how dis- or we're so disappointed at how they are with us and how their mind is playing their own games and we don't know what they're thinking and it's, oh, there's all these things that come into play so like I don't know But we're in an interesting era also because we're using social media and we're presenting a separate self. We're choosing how we present ourselves. So I'm wondering, we we don't seem to be that authentic with other people. 
are we authentic with ourselves? I don't know. Can we be authentic with a robot because they're not going to reject us and we actually might have meaningful discussions? Like you might, um, I don't know, download into a robot like a lot of literary, literary quotes, like quotes from these famous books and these famous poets, authors, um, thinkers of our time. So say you had this moral dilemma or something and you're kind of trying to figure out what to do and you're talking to your bot and your bot is like okay well in a utilitarian world you know they would like help you solve your moral dilemma but then we also go into okay are they connected to wi-fi like can can they google for you and if so can somebody hack into your bot and totally spy on you or even control your bot so now they're controlling what's happening in your home there's all these interesting things. And what if it's your confidant? Can somebody just download everything from your bot and they'll know everything about your personal life or your business or whatever? Um, will people be taking them out in public? I mean, how is that interaction going to be? And will we want to? I mean, there's just like so many areas to go into. I just keep going back to AI with, um, what was it? Um... I think, didn't Steven Spielberg finish it for Stanley Kubrick? I don't know if Steven Spielberg finished it for Stanley Kubrick, but I think it was Steven Kubrick's last film, AI, with Harvey Joel Osment and I think Jude Law. You should check it out. But it's an interesting, it's an interesting predicament, or not exactly a predicament, but it's, it's like a, it's a talk that we need to have because we're there. It's, it's not, it's not our future. It's like, it's our present. And we need to do, have some serious talks because we need to figure stuff out. So I'm going to leave you now. I post, I think I, I, I had like 10,000 questions. No, sorry. Like maybe like 70 questions in this particular episode. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, definitely. This concludes this week's episode of Sex in Iceland. You can find us wherever you want to listen to your podcast and on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and on S-I-G-G-A-D-O-G-G dot com. That's sikaduck.com. See you guys later.